When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, without blah, further blah, ado, blah, blah, blah. without further ado, it's been a week already. And in my constant attempts to kind of showcase the positives out there in society, let me give a pat on the back to those that deserve one. The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. Let me begin with corn. I had some corn yesterday at uh, my dad's for Father's Day, and it was quite good. My uh, stepmother had made this really interesting. I think it was um, Mexican-style corn or Louisiana-style corn, whatever it was. It was great. But anyway, corn is the most popular vegetable in America. Green Giant, the iconic brand synonymous with delicious and high-quality vegetables for families, revealed today that corn is America's favorite vegetable in 2023. This marks the first time... Corn has achieved the honor of being the country's favorite vegetable, with broccoli taking top honors all five years since this survey began five years ago. So corn is ascendant. Corn is ascendant. Good news for all you corn huskers. All right. um, I want to commend the Golden Knights. Big shout out to all of our listeners in Nevada are listening on the Las Vegas Excuse me, the Nevada Talk Radio Network. I love these guys out there. I love the listeners. I love management out there. And I couldn't be happier for the Vegas Golden Knights fans. I don't have much interest in professional hockey. So I was really rooting for these Knights because uh, so many people that are fans of our show also happen to be listeners to the Knights. And what I liked about it for selfish reasons is they would stay up later to watch the games. And then, because they were staying up later, they'd listen to me, which I like. I want to give a commendation to Max Park. Max Park has made history by solving the Rubik's Cube in the fastest time ever. This man is amazing. This is a 21-year-old man who finished and solved an entire Rubik's Cube in a whopping... 3.13 seconds, shaving 0.34 seconds off the previous record, which was set in 2018. Can you imagine that? Solving an entire Rubik's Cube in 3.13 seconds. My, My brother Alexander is very good at solving Rubik's Cubes. I used to know a fella named Sidney Solomon. I don't know whatever happened to Sid. Sid could solve them very quickly. Not in three seconds. My goodness. Max Park, I do commend you. I must also commend Virginia. Virginia, you know the old saying is for lovers, but, and this potentially could be much better and more exciting and more useful news, Virginia is the best equipped state in the nation to handle an alien invasion. This is according to an analysis by NJ Casino. Thanks to its strong military presence, high volume of law enforcement officials, and even the number of caves and caverns where people could hide, Virginians 
have a better chance than anyone else in the country of fending off little green men or hive-minded extraterrestrial beings like those in Independence Day. So you want to stay safe from extraterrestrials? Move to Virginia. Uh, I want to commend Mark Batista. This is unfortunately a posthumous commendation, and it's incredibly sad. It broke my heart over the weekend, and I felt the least that I could do was mention this man. Heartbreaking photos show the widow of this veteran New York City firefighter just sobbing at his funeral on Friday alongside the daughter he heroically saved. So here's what happened. This man, 39 years old, Mark Batista, saved his daughter from drowning. And this father of three, as he was saving his daughter, firefighter for 15 years, was killed and just kind of washed away in a rip current. The, his son called 911 from the shore, and first responders were able to save the girl after a frantic 10-minute search, but Batista was swept under the waves. His body was found submerged around 10 a.m. and was taken to Jersey Shore University Medical Center before he was pronounced dead. Lifeguards were not on duty when the family was swimming. I, uh, I think this is just horrible. Absolutely horrible. And uh, this was a man who was a dedicated public servant who spent 15 years of his life with the FDNY as both an EMT and a firefighter. And I just feel so bad for his family. There is a a GoFundMe that's raised over $77,000. So there's been a big outpouring of support for the community, for this family. And in addition to his wife, um, he is survived by his three children. This is just unbelievable. But posthumous commendation for Mark Batista. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. I want to commend someone whose name we do not know, but someone returned a first edition copy of George Orwell's dystopian novel, 1984. It has been returned... 65 years overdue. It was uh, first checked out from the Multnomah County Library on in 1958, May 16th, 1958. Can you imagine? And that's in Oregon, by the way. And the person who checked out the book finally returned it to the library along with a typed note. The borrower, identified only as WP in their note, said they meant to return it when they graduated from Portland State University that year, but somehow never got around to doing it. After rereading, I realized that more than ever, this book should be put back in circulation. 
Significant parts are as relevant today as they were 65 years ago. Sorry to be so tardy. At age 86, I wanted to finally clear my conscience. But this is a case where Oregon did away with fines. So he's not getting fined anything for this. And this is the first edition of the book that the library now has in its possession. So um, his conscience is hopefully cleared. I want to commend Toronto, Toronto, Canada. I met some uh, great folks from Toronto at this wedding I officiated Friday. I enjoyed meeting them very much. And uh, I'm not at all surprised to see this. Toronto ranks as as the friendliest city in the entire world. That's based on new data from the online language learning platform, Preply, P-R-E-P-L-Y, which shows Toronto is the friendliest city in the world for tourists, and uh, Sydney, Australia is right behind them. They did very well as well. Top 20 friendliest cities in the world, you got Toronto, you got Sydney, you got Edinburgh, you got Manchester, and number five, New York, New York, baby. New York, New York. We're not as friendly as Toronto, but we're, we're doing okay. I want to commend Modelo Especial. And Modelo Especial, in light of the collapse in sales that Bud Light has been subjected to since that branding deal with Dylan Mulvaney went uh, went haywire, Modelo Especial is the best-selling beer in the United States. The fact that a Mexican imported beer beat... The embattled Bud Light might surprise a few of you, but I think this is part of the fact. The part of the thing that's driving this is the surge in Mexican food. I'm trying to think. I know I've had Modelo Especial, but I think only at Mexican restaurants. I'm sure they serve it elsewhere. Clearly, it's the best-selling beer in America. Might have to uh, might have to try this. So I'll check that out. Pat Sajak, I have to give him a commendation. He has announced that he is going to be retiring as the host of Wheel of Fortune after next season. This is a job that he has been doing for over 40 years, since the early 80s. And uh, he's, I think, going to be going to work at a college in Michigan. To have any job for this long and have this degree of success in the media at a time when people's tastes change so quickly is just an extraordinary accomplishment. But the fact that Pat Sajak is leaving while he's on top is remarkably interesting. You know, it was 75 years ago yesterday that the Ed Sullivan Show debuted. And I was watching a profile piece on CBS Sunday Morning about the Ed Sullivan Show, and his numbers had started to drop. And he was not the same Ed Sullivan that he was five, six, seven years before. Still doing okay, but not nearly as well as he had been doing. Pat Sajak, I think, is still leaving at the top of his game. But this really does mean that the golden age of game show hosts is over. There was a time in game shows where the game show picture was just dominated by these people that had been there forever and were not going anywhere. Bob Eubanks, um, Bob Barker, Alex Trebek, and yes, uh, Chuck Woolery to some extent. 
but not not the way the others did. And Pat Sajak. And with Pat Sajak's forthcoming departure, we'll talk more about it as we get closer to it. With Pat Sajak's forthcoming departure, this really is the end of a game show era. I want to commend Jacob Ingebrigsten. Norwegian runner Jacob Ingebrigsten won gold at the Tokyo Olympics at 20 years old. But um, he set a new record for, he's 25 years old, excuse me, no, he shattered a 25-year-old record for running two miles. He ran 20, he ran two miles in seven minutes and 54 seconds. Can you imagine? He, he broke a record that had stood for more than 25 years. My goodness. Two miles in seven minutes and 54 seconds? My goodness. And finally, I must give a commendation to alcohol. Alcohol, alcohol. Every time there's a negative story about alcohol, I always bring it to you. I always tell you why alcohol is bad for you. And look, there's even some news this week that alcohol is not great for you. But researchers say they may be able to explain how light drinking benefits the heart. And its main effect doesn't stem from changes in the blood, as scientists once thought, but from its actions on the brain. Because alcohol also raises the risk of cancer at any amount, researchers are not suggesting that you go nuts and get drunk all the time. But what they found was alcohol may turn down the stress in your brain. And because the stress in your brain gets turned down a little bit, then that means it could have a beneficial effect on preventing things, having a lower risk of cardiovascular events like heart attacks and strokes compared with people who abstain from alcohol. I find this so interesting, so interesting, and honestly, not at all surprising. Now, they're not recommending you drink a lot. They say that less than one drink a day for women and one to two drinks a day for men will do the trick. And if you do that, you should have a lower risk of major cardiovascular events. Not at all surprised to hear that. I mean, you think about it. Why are you drinking, right? You drink to relax a little bit. Is it any surprise that once you've relaxed a little bit that you're a little less likely to go nuts and, and not, well, I don't mean go nuts in terms of being insane, but get all worked up to the point of giving yourself a stroke or a heart attack? Not at all surprised to see that. Happy to see it, though. Um, I wish I could tell you that if you drink 10 drinks, that you're even more relaxed, but the science does not yet support that. Not yet. We're going to keep looking.